Hello, everyone, and welcome to the last episode before fall camp. This is the UGA Sports Call-In Show. I'm your host, Paul Meharry, joined by my co-host, Ben Shoppy bachman and Jason Butt. Guys, what we're going to do on this show, we've been talking about doing it for uh, the whole offseason, basically, is predicting against the spread. It would be too easy if we went at it uh, just wins or losses for the Bulldogs. We're going to try to predict against the spread based on the ESPN FPI, Football Power Index, what they think uh, Georgia should be favored in because, of course, guys, they're going to be favored in every game this year. Uh, and then we're going to also go through maybe some preseason watch list awards, maybe who our pick is for Heisman, uh, and then we'll you know have fun with it. As always, though, guys, we want to know where you're watching from. So if you're watching us, go ahead and put a comment into the YouTube or Facebook, whatever you're watching us from. Let us know where you're watching. Some people are watching from Hawaii. Uh, Jason, where, where else have we had people from watching from? I feel, I feel like we've almost hit all 50 states. We had some, we've had some international people. Japan, right? Yeah. And we had yeah, some, we, we've uh, had Japan. Japan um, yeah, no, everywhere. everywhere. Nebraska, I think, recently. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, starting us off, we got uh, Dwar Janey, Columbus, Georgia. Greg's over in Virginia. What's up, Greg? And as always, Will Dickerson saying it's time to be a dog, Trenton, Georgia. Greg, what part of Virginia? Oh, yeah, Greg. Uh, if it's yeah, northern, yeah, it's near us. You're up there. Uh, let's see. Phil Rogers back at it says, guys, any commits today from Jacksonville, Florida? No. Well, <laughs> geez, ben, I was going to say, man, let it hype up a little bit at least. All right. Well, hype it up. Just for it to be a nothing burger? <laughs> man, Paul. Oh man, Paul's we got a, a troll. He's not even got, a host no more. We got a guy from Marlboro, Massachusetts, Clifton Riles. Appreciate you watching, man. And Greg says, uh, "Rest in, rest in." All right, all right. Uh, you know where that's at, uh, Jason. But we'll start off uh, the first game of the season, guys. Georgia is facing Oregon. Obviously, a ton of storylines leading up to that. Just so happens that Georgia's defensive coordinator is now the head coach of the Oregon Ducks, and just so happens that Brian McClendon. The wide receivers coach from Oregon is now the wide receivers coach for Georgia. So did a little coach swap there. I'd say Oregon got the better end of it since they got a head coach out of it. But I love BMAC. Everybody loves BMAC. Uh, glad to have him back in Athens. So, guys, the spread, 17 and a half. That's the, only, that's the only real spread we have right now, guys, because all the rest of these are, you know, going to change throughout the year. We do have Georgia's football power index uh, as they see it. So 17 and a half. I've got a running list here, and just so you guys know, I've got a running list here. We'll go back over this at the end of the year, see who gets the best against the spread. Uh, and we would love for your opinions to come in as well, guys. So, Ben, I'll let you start it off first when that new comfy recliner you got over there. Can't uh, see it. You can't see can't it. I can see, see little it. pieces of it. I can see You, you can see it. the brick. You know, I'm in this brick house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, brick house, is Georgia going to – put a brick house against Oregon 17. Okay, that was bad. That was it, bad. Yeah, well, I was trying. I'll give I'll you try. a C for effort on that one. I was trying. All right. So 17 and a half. Th this is tricky. This is real because this is a big line, but it's also a first time head coach. They got to travel cross country. First time quarterback, but they're a talented team. Georgia's replacing a lot of defense. This is going to be close to the number. Ooh. Because I want to go by 17. Mm, I'm not confident at this all. I'm going to go slightly. I'm going to take the over. Well, you can't take it's a over. It's I'm going to take cover. Georgia. Georgia to cover. Georgia to cover. Okay. So 
Ben's got him covering Jason 17 and a half against Oregon. And why? Maybe, um, maybe, maybe a why with it too, Jason, unlike Ben. Maybe a why you're picking that. You know, I, I not that we do this for a living or anything like that, but you know, you, you, we'll get we'll get maybe. a why from we'll get a why yeah, out of you yeah, against yeah. Sanford. We'll put that against uh Ben. Okay. Um yeah, I got him covering uh 17 and a half. Uh, even though it I kind of can't believe it. I just think that Georgia they, they both are replacing some stars, but I think Georgia has has done a, a much better job recruiting. And um, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau's gone. He wasn't there what last year anyway. But I don't, <laughs> I don't know. They they just I, I look at I look at who they 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 got Bo Nix now. Georgia's had no problem with Bo Nix, so. Yep. Uh, familiar quarterback in a new team, familiar defensive coordinator as a head coach. I, I just I, I like Georgia to cover. I actually kind of don't think it's going to be a, much of a problem for Georgia in that game. I think Georgia will have problems with teams that are deemed lesser opponents throughout the season than against Oregon in week one. Ah, I like where your head's already at, Jason. I like where your head's already at. Uh, Mr. Janney's playing along. He says Georgia by 20, so he's got them covering. Uh, guys, I'm going to go for the cover as well. Much like Jason said, they haven't had much problem with Bo Nix in the past. Yes, Dan Lanning knows this defense in and out. Uh, all the guys pretty much are his guys that are going to be on that defense playing. But but it is going to be a long haul, and it's the first game for Georgia after national championship. I would imagine the stadium is probably going to be 85-15 Georgia would be my guess, if not yeah. a little bit higher. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if I see that 17 and a half. Fred F. says, what's going on, guys? West Palm Beach. Appreciate you, Fred, as always. Eric watching us from Cleveland, Ohio. Go say hey to my in-laws. They're over in Akron. Say what's up to them. Uh, let's see here. The next game on the list is wild. Okay, so this is where it gets into this. We can't fully – because, if guys, if we were going to go through the schedule with you guys, it would be super boring, and you'd be like, Georgia's going to win. They're going to win. They're going to win. They're going to win. So we're going against this FPI, uh, which Ben took a picture of on his TV. Was this on your TV, Ben? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. So yeah, I came in the clutch. You couldn't find anything, Paul. I couldn't. You needed the random find. Yeah. That's how impressive I am. I come in the clutch. You do not. Like Adley Clutchman. <laughs> I'm like, you know, the Braves. <laughs> Wow. Let me see. Jeez. Let me see if I can. Uh, yeah. Okay. Hold on. I can actually share this. I can share this. Let me see. The next one, guys, it, while I'm trying to figure this out, Samford uh, FPI line is minus 55 and a half. Guys, have fun. 55 and a half. Yeah. I don't care who goes first. Either one. Of you. I mean, the thing is, the Vegas line, I, I, I cannot fathom it being 55 and a half. Yeah. I would think it would be more along the lines of like 42. So with that in mind, can we with that, that barely. And also it looks like Oregon, the FPI line is actually minus 20.1. I actually still yeah. would have them covered, but 17 and a half Vegas. Whoa, that's my favorite. Samford. Oh, nice, nice, nice job, Paul. Nice job. <laughs> Samford. I'm going to, I, I don't see, I, I, I just, 55 and a half is too much for them. But I don't know, though, man. If this should be a uh, – I'm going to have to say no. They don't cover. They win by 50, but not 55 and a half. I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't really know crazy. Stanford. I think I've heard of them playing baseball or something a couple times. Never heard of this program really much. 
So because of that, I mean, 55 and a half, I could see this being 50. I could see this being 56. Since Georgia just won the title, I believe that's the first home game. They're going to put on an ass whooping. So I'm going to go they win by 56, and I'm going to take Georgia to cover by a half point just based off the fact that I don't really know that program, and it's Georgia's first home game off the title. It's not a bad uh, – is Chris Hatcher – see, I, I, I'm out of the loop on Sanford. Is Chris Hatcher still the coach there? What was there? the score last year against UAB? Ah, uh, God. Uh, they see, destroyed UAB. Yeah, so. you're, you're asking tough questions now, Ben, and stuff that uh, my, my brain doesn't fully process. Oh, uh, it's, it's all the um, drugs and everything. Um, let's see. Uh, 56, UAB, 56 to 7 on UAB, seven. and UAB I don't think is a program like Sanford because I know UAB, so that's also my justification. Yeah, no, that's good. All right, so, so we've got one no cover. Ben's covering. Whew. I'm a oh goodness gracious. This is this is gonna be the this is gonna be like the deciding factor as we move forward. I think like these little cupcake games where we're trying to predict the spread. Cause like like I said, so 55 and a half. I gotta write down the spread because it's gonna obviously change throughout the year. I'm gonna say not covering that spread. I'm gonna say not covering that spread. If the if the if the line switches mightily on the post game <clears throat> shows, we can make picks at the end. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that works yeah. out for everybody. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I'm writing. I'm writing it down next to it. The what, what this FPI has, but we can we can move it as we can. If it's tied, mm-hmm. we can use this as deciding. Oh, Uncle Sam says when you pick teams, please notify if they are a quality pick. Would you bet your own money? I love that, Uncle Sam. I will definitely give you some quality picks. So yeah, guys. Personally, I would not bet on either team in the UJ Oregon game. Line too close. I'd Maybe bet on Georgia. Georgia. I probably will. Okay. So is that a quality pick for you? I think it's a quality pick. Yeah, I'd bet on Georgia. I, I'm not going quality pick. No, I'm not seven, going seventeen quality. and a half. Yeah, I, I would because I think Oregon's too good of a team in Georgia. It's the first time replacing all those defensive players. I can't feel that confident. Yeah, yeah. It's so, like Paul. Well, my motto is: I never tell a person about a bet unless I'm that confident about a bet. I'm not. If people go this or that, I'm gonna be like. Dude, I'm not going to tell you to bet it if I'm really contemplating. Well, there we so go. That's, so, that's, mean, that's my mantra. Then don't give out. Then don't then don't give out the QP, the quality pick. If I give um, out the quality pick, I'm telling you to bet it. Yeah. So uh, Josh Shelton Skelton says, "I love the show. I like the shows with Ben. Very knowledgeable about UJ football and Oriole baseball. Is this like one of your friends, Ben? There's no way somebody knows that. Much I, I do not see the comment. Uh, oh, there it is. You know oh, him. Thank you. No, he's not. But I appreciate. Wow. It. Wow, Ben's got it's some good that I'm appreciated. Unlike, uh, <laughs> no, so uh, guys, if you're just now joining us, this is kind of a laid back Sunday. I mean, the last Jason, this man tried to tell me outside of Adley Rutschman, the wire is the only good thing to ever come through Baltimore. Being an Atlanta Falcons fan, mm, yeah, no, that is we got two Super Bowls the last 20 years. They did, and they, yeah. that's the biggest choke job in the history of sports. Don't, don't talk to me, Paul. I'll run you yeah. over every time, buddy. Listen, guys. If you're, I'm watching, trying to be nice to you, Ben. I'm trying. I to like Paul, but I have to. I have to crap on him because he can be a terrible host. He can be ben, a terrible I'm host. To, ben, I'm trying to do a, a promo here. If you guys are watching, man, please <laughs> go ahead and hit the like, the subscribe button. We're having kind of a chill, laid back Sunday. This is the last Sunday before fall camp, where we really dig into, you know, who's out there on the field. We give you some little behind the scenes stuff. We're having fun with Georgia's uh, projected record against the spread according to georgia fpi i'll pull it up for you guys you can't hardly see it from this terrible picture that ben took uh, but the next game was at south carolina minus 20 
0.3. So I'm going to go minus 20 there. Uh, Jason, you go first this time. I don't know. No, did, who went first last time? I did. So yeah, okay. it was, shoot it to Ben. Go ahead. Yeah, go Ben. Okay, what, what's the line for this one? Minus, minus 20, South Carolina. I'm going Georgia to cover because I'm not high on South Carolina. This side, wow. I'm close to quality pick. I'm not high on South Carolina. I'm not. I actually have a buddy who goes to South Carolina who I'm already betting the spread with. So I'm going to go early on quality pick. I'm only going to do one or two of them. I may switch it out, but I'm going with it because I'm not high on their defense. They're bad in the trenches, and I think Georgia will dominate them in the trenches, which is why I think they can win in three scores. So that's why I feel pretty good that Georgia is going to cover this. And Spencer Rattler, let's be real here, at Oklahoma, he struggled with Big 12 teams. So that's why we were talking last time. Spencer Rattler's got talent, but are you really sold on him? And I'm not saying covered because I covered the other two Georgia picks. South Carolina is a bunch of te- – I'm not sold on teams that are heavily built on transfers that aren't – like Alabama is a super talented team that added two or three transfers. South Carolina is going to rely heavy on transfers for like all their top guys, for the tight end, for the quarterback, for other spots. So I'm not I'm not buying it here. I'm not buying it. I think Georgia covers the spread. I'm not sold on their defense. They have a couple decent DBs, but their front seven is is, is a weakness. So they're Georgia's going to have all day to throw and run the ball efficiently. Give me Georgia because I'm confident they can score and they can hold them enough on defense. Yeah. So I think they cover the 20. But I actually think this game, I'm not going to make it a quality pick like Oregon because I think this, I think Georgia will have a little bit of a tougher time. And I say that, I say a little bit of a tougher time. I, I really think Georgia-Oregon could be a beatdown. I, I don't see it getting as out of hand with South Carolina. I think the familiarity with uh, Shane Beamer and Kirby Smart, that plays a role. I don't think South Carolina gets the doors blown off like they did uh, last year. Um, you know, uh, so, so – I, I, I like them to cover 20, but I think it stays in that, you know, 21 to 24 range. This is a tough one because I was brought on the Auburn Twitter space uh, this week. And this game, like Jason said, it actually gives me a little more anxiety than the Oregon game does, even though Oregon is a national powerhouse. This is a noon kickoff in that country. It's going to be 175 degrees on that field in South Carolina. I mean, it, it's – Jason, you've been there. You've covered this game. It's just it like is, a swamp almost. Just like yeah. the humidity is absurd. It's unbelievably not fun. Uh, there's so many other things. I would rather look at Ben Choppy Bachman in front of that brick wall for four hours than go to Columbia, South Carolina, and have to stand on the field. That's a that's a tough – I mean, it's it's tough. With that being said, I'm looking at South Carolina's roster here. And, guys, we've, we've got some folks chiming in big time. Foster says 42-17. Five, wide, bravo, says Georgia wins by 30. I say they cover, but, man, is this not a trap game, guys. No quality pick for me on this. Uh, I'm looking at their roster. Every one of their starters is either a senior, redshirt junior, or a redshirt senior. They are heavily, heavily uh, upper class ridden besides Marshawn Lloyd, who is a redshirt sophomore. I mean, he's still, he's technically a, a top one, uh, but I'm with Donnie here. Scary game in South Carolina. Dogs win cover late. Good teams win guys. Great teams cover. Yep. 
is this Georgia <laughs> team going to be great? Uh, I see your question, uh, Mr. Williams. Any news coming out of the cookout? We'll touch touch on a little bit of recruiting. There's not a so ton Paul, of- did you did you give a pick there? Or did you just mumble the whole time? Yeah, I gave a pick, Ben. I said they cover. Late. Oh, you did because like 90% of what you said made me think you're not going to say that. So you're confusing no, I, the hell out of me. Once again, yeah. tween or look, look, it uh, it's a scary game. Uh, let's see here. Next one. Kent State, minus 42 and a half. Minus 42 and a half. Jason, take it away. Let's not say yeah. too much. Uh, after this first. is – this is kind of the um, yeah. This is um, much more to my liking when it comes to a bad team. I like the cover, and I I'm close to making it a quality pick. Forty two and a half against Kent State at Sanford Stadium, coming off a South Carolina win, more than likely. Yes, hundred uh, percent. I don't. Georgia's really good about not having the letdown game against an inferior opponent in the Kirby Smart era, so I don't anticipate that happening. And um, I think I think this game for sure will have shades of UAB. Um, not a good opponent whatsoever. Forty-two and a half or whatever it was. That that's right. That's that's kind of what I envision the Sanford line, uh, Samford line being as well. So uh, yeah, I take I take the cover for sure. Kent State lost five road games last year. They were barely a five hundred team. That's in a weak conference. Um, 42 and a half is a line I like more. If it was up in the 50s, I'd be weary of it. So I'm going to take Georgia to cover because Kent State isn't even a good team in a weak conference, and they're horrendous on the road. They're not going to be able to travel. Georgia's just going to be able to run all over them and, and do whatever they want. Give me Georgia to cover this. I got Georgia covering this as a quality pick. There's no way this line stays at 42 and a half. No way this line stays at 42 and a half. Quality pick. 42 and a half. I think, I mean, it could be easily be like 49 and nothing, uh, 56 to three. I think, half, like I think 49 and 49 nothing potentially at halftime. No, no <laughs> yeah. lie. D Rock Irish says Sanford, South Carolina, Kent State. Sheesh. Yeah, man. It's uh, first part of this season for Georgia is ugly. Uh, so we've got to get through it anyways. Georgia does as well. Next one's Missouri, Georgia. The what we're basing this off of, guys, if you're just joining us, is the Football power index from ESPN they put out uh, where they think the lines will be. Obviously, they'll move, but we're basing this off of that. We're going to adjust them if necessary throughout the season on the postgame show. Um, let's see. Yeah, Donnie Wilkerson says, get it fast. It will climb. Yeah, if it's there, 42 and a half, I'm, I'm locking that in. Uncle Sam says, uh, the bad thing about picking UGA in these big games, big lines, is that Curry will pull first string players to avoid injuries and gain experience for underclassmen. I get that, but I still think that their second-team defense, the second-team offense could still put points up against Kent State. That second-team um, defense ain't ain't allowing Kent State to score. No. Uh, Foster's beating us to it. So, Foster, he's got 40-3 to three against Mizzou just because it's out there. Jeez. Uh, at Mizzou, minus 23. Uh, we started with, I don't know. Go, Ben. So, what's the line for the Mizzou game again? I got 23. 23 for you, bud. Okay. I'm not sold. So this is also a tricky one because their offensive line is very experienced coming back. Yeah. But it wasn't strong last year, which always is tricky because it's like what we've seen isn't bad, but they're experienced. So it goes both ways. 
Right. Then you look, they added Luther Burden as a freshman. He's already projected to be their star. Their quarterback situation, Brady Cook's back, not a great quarterback. They lost their best defensive lineman to LSU to transfer. Their secondary, all their good players are gone. So their defense is not going to be very good. So I think Georgia can actually score a lot. And for that reason, I'll take Georgia by like 28 points. So it will be a cover because I just think Missouri defensively won't be as strong this year. 23, yeah. Jason. Quality pick here. Oh, Bulldogs, hammer. Hammer. CP. Hammer the Tigers on the road. They've had success yeah. there before. Uh, not a strong roster, in my opinion. Uh, you, I mean, they're at this point. I expect Georgia to just be firing on all cylinders, getting ready for that Auburn game. So I love, 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 love Georgia to destroy Missouri. I'm with Foster Moss on this one. I could see this one getting way out of hand early. Yeah. I'm going to go cover here too. I'm not going to do a quality pick because I just – I don't know if this line even stays close to that 23, um, especially with Missouri. They, I think they start off with like Kansas State first couple games, so we'll kind of know where they're at. Josh Skelton saying 45-14. That might – I mean, that might be something. Uh, Foster Moss says Jackson must champ. Might get some playing time in that uh, Mizzou game. So here's where the schedule gets – well, I say this. Um, after well, Vandy's coming up on this, uh, uh. yeah, but we've got we, yeah, that's why I kind of backed off on that. Auburn at home between the hedges, you got to think this is probably a 330 game, most of the time it is. Uh, I've got minus seven, well, minus 16.7, so I'm rounding up to minus 17. Minus 17 against Brian Harson, who at this point, uh, in the season might not have a job if he doesn't really do well in the first you know, five weeks of the season. So, but we've got minus 17 against Auburn. I mean, Auburn tried to, to enact a coup against this guy. Like <laughs> they, they, they had, he has this bloated contract and they tried to figure a way to throw him out because they don't like the guy. Uh, and they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. And they're stuck with him. And I just, they're trying to spin it. I saw it at media days. They're yep. trying to spin it. Like, you know what? He's got the players now, and they're buying in. Absolutely not. I, <laughs> I, what about Auburn last year under Brian Harrison makes you think, with especially with a new quarterback that's coming in, it makes you think they're going to be a good program. Uh, no, I, I just gave a quality pick. The only reason I don't, I'm not going to go quality pick here, is because there's there's that I, th this happened with um with Gus Malzahn, if I'm not mistaken, the year Nick Marshall. Uh, took them to the national championship. Oh, yeah. I think the year before they weren't very good, and uh, there was an issue. You know, so uh, there was a level of unpredictability. It is Auburn; they still have talent, but leadership top down, not sold. I think it's a joke of a coaching staff for the most part. Uh, Damn, Brian, Jason, how's that feel, bud? Brian Harson has no business, at least from what we know right now, has no business being in the SEC. Should have never left Boise, Auburn. Uh, don't know what they were thinking. Uh, so I knowing just going off what we know right now, I got Georgia winning, uh, covering the 17, pro probably upwards to the winning by 30 or something along those lines, 28 to 30. Paul, I'm curious if Bo Hurley was listening to that message. I think, I think he has reaffirmed his commitment. Um, <laughs> so I think already going in, I mean, the boosters have basically said they do not want 
Brian Harson. I don't know how you go through that. It seems like a lot of players are not sold on them, and they're basically forced that Auburn's their best spot, or else I think there were, there would be a lot of more players that would leave Auburn. They have LSU and Penn State on the schedule before Georgia. I don't think they win those games. No. They have Missouri at home. I think I might lean Auburn, but that could be a trap game. They could potentially be two and three. They're going to have at least two losses, maybe three, entering this game. Georgia's at home. I got Georgia. I feel pretty confident in Georgia winning this. This is on the road. I would actually have a tough time because playing, I mean, they are a tough place to play on the road. So no, no. I no, would no. not take them. I would, I would maybe actually lean Auburn and say Georgia by 14 just to be safe if it was in, in their stadium. But I'm taking Georgia comfortably because I look, they downgraded a quarterback. They took, um, I can't Zach think of Zach Calzada from AM. And Bo Nix is a better quarterback. Their O line is terrible. And their defense, they lost a lot of linebackers. I think Popo is maybe the only one left. And he's had some injury tr- troubles. Their best corner got drafted in the late first round or early second round, McCreary. They're yeah. not going to be a good ball club. So I'm taking Georgia to cover this. And I think uh, by about 24 points. See what the crowd says. See what the family says. We've got Josh, UGA 31-13. Foster's going 30 to 7. Damn, Foster, you're you you uh you've got this Georgia defense putting up some nasty points against uh five wide bravo 45-13. 17 points at home against Auburn. You guys have already made the points for me. Uh especially Jason. Jason got on the soapbox there and just absolutely killed it. Uh couldn't have said it any better. I'm going to go with a C for cover on there on the old betting slip. (laughs) So as of right now, we are now halfway through the season, guys. So to give you a recap, uh, we've got Oregon. All of us are saying Georgia covers the minus 17 and a half. Jason putting that as a quality pick to what he, which he, as Uncle Sam said, put your money where your mouth is. You're putting a quality pick. Jason did that. Well, he's not phys- actually. He's he's saying he would put his money on. Let's get that. I, I probably. I mean, I will. We'll, 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 <laughs> see, we'll, see, where the, we'll see where the line moves uh, closer to uh, the week of. Right. But um, yeah, yeah. As of now, seventeen and a half. I'm I'm, I'm liking that. The the rest of this uh, is all based off of Georgia's or ESPN's FPI, which is their football power index uh, making of the lines. You can't make lines until you know a week before you, you don't know what's going to happen. Sanford. Minus 55 and a half. Uh, myself and Jason both took that as a non-cover. Ben took it as a cover. The rest of these are all covers for us, guys. So South Carolina minus 20. Kent State minus 42 and a half. Mizzou minus 23. Auburn minus 17. All of us have those as covers with me putting a quality pick on Kent State minus 42 and a half. And Jason putting in another quality pick on minus 23 against Mizzou. After this Vandy game, I, it, I promise it will get more exciting. Uh, Vandy, yeah. we've got... Minus 39.3, so I'm going to round down on that. Minus 39 uh, against Vandy. This is at home. This is in Athens. Minus 39. Quality uh, pick this, Paul. I'm going really? to quality pick. They won 62 to nothing last year at Vandy, and I'm telling you, they gave up in like the – I mean, basically the beginning of the third quarter. They gave up last really? year. If it's in Sanford Stadium, remember yep. – they ruined the senior day the last time they should have been in Sanford Stadium. This time, if they have to score more points, um, just, you know, make it a little bit more comfortable. I mean, Vanderbilt's terrible. 
I mean, Vanderbilt also, they, they can't score hardly anybody that isn't like a South Carolina defense. So they're not going to score and Georgia's going to be able to, to cover that, their offense alone. So I'm going Georgia and I'm going quality picker. Vandy, they're, they're trash. So, yeah, I, I did. I've totally forgot about that game last year. Cause I mean, it was over, I feel like in like two and a half hours because it was almost like they had a running clock in the fourth quarter. It was so fast. Like I was having to get up here and start the show. The fourth quarter was done before we knew it. Uh, Jason, right now, as it stands, I, I don't know if this line stands. Uh, that's a good point, Ben. We might have to change these lines a little bit uh, on the POS, the game before, because minus 39 right now, what are you taking? Uh, well, that's an easy one. That's a that's a that's yeah. my third quality pick at 39. That's just that's free money. I mean, yeah. I think that'll be more like a 45 to 48 line. Um, yeah. You know, when the game comes, if everything goes like we think, if Georgia's six and zero, God forbid, five and one after week one, I, I I just don't think that'll happen. I I fully expect Georgia to be six and zero going into Vanderbilt, and um, I I think Vanderbilt uh, Vanderbilt will have what maybe two wins, three wins, maybe, maybe. maybe. So uh, I'm also real quick. I don't care. I don't care. I'm putting cover quality pick. We all have on my sheet here cover yeah. quality pick against this. I don't. I don't think this line stays at 39. There's. There's no way. Foster. I don't even know how you do the. Oh, you're on the iPhone. Okay. I was like, how do you do the infinite symbol? No, oh, infinite. <laughs> That's what. Next, I up, wait, wait. Next up is the big one. It's at Florida minus 18. Yeah. How about yeah. you go first, Paul? Rather than oh. just wait me in the wings. How about you go first, Paul? This is obviously. In Jacksonville for the time being, which also I saw somebody say this. And before we get to my pick here, I will go first, Ben. I will. Don't look up in the air like that. It, we're having fun. Okay? No, no, no. I'm thinking. I'm thinking okay. to myself. Okay. Um, before we get to the actual pick, I saw somebody put, why doesn't Georgia, uh, because obviously Kirby Smart, we talked about this last show, really wants this game to be home and home. Jacksonville still wants it to be in Jacksonville. Why don't they all come to an agreement, home, home, neutral? Home, home, neutral. So all three stadiums every three years, I think that would be the greatest way this could happen. Anyways, that's just that's just I saw that and I was like, man, that's a that's a smart idea. Home, home, neutral. Everybody gets to go down to Jacksonville. You don't have to do it every year though, because that gets kind of you know mundane. But every three years, at least one class. Uh, you know, if you you go to Georgia for four years or like five years, like I did uh, for an extra football season. Uh, you get to go down there at least once and experience, uh, you know, Georgia, Florida weekend. Anyways, minus 18 against Florida. I don't see this. I don't see this Florida team being, I don't see this being a minus 18 game. I see this more like 22, 22 and a half. Uh, not a quality pick, but I am going to say they cover. I just don't have much faith in Florida right now. They, they are definitely in a, uh, how would you put it? Obviously rebuilding, but they're kind of in that show me season. You've got first year head coach, a lot of different things can go on. If this was next year, you know, second year of Napier minus 18, I might take it. I might bite on the dogs not covering, but I, I see the dogs covering here. Uh, Jason, you want to go? Yeah, I like them covering uh, as of right now. Not a quality pick uh, just because no. I think. Similarly to Auburn, uh, you know, it's it's enough talent at spots to, that makes you think, okay, well, let's see it before before making a uh, definite judgment on it. But at the same time, uh, 
when, when you talk about what we know as of right now, you have to like Georgia to cover the 18 there. It's uh, um, similar to, to last year. I think you, you, it, it can be a game for a quarter and a half and then things can just spiral for, for Florida. I don't think they, while they, well, they have some guys don't like them at quarterback and I don't like them uh, depth wise for a, a full uh, 60 minutes. So definitely like Georgia to cover. Foster Moss has got the dogs 24 to 10. So he doesn't have Georgia covering on this one. Uh, five wide Bravo's got 40 to three with Florida for uh, three interceptions. Donnie says if the line doesn't move, I like it to cover. And then Baggins and friends, 42 to nothing. Damn. Um, that would be, whew, that would not be the start that Billy Napier would want in his uh, you know, first game against Georgia. You know, you just brought him up, Billy Napier. So obviously he's in his first year. I really believe Dan Mullen is a better in-game coach than Billy Napier is. I get Billy Napier has not coached the Power 5 level yet, but Dan Mullen, for the talent, he had less talent than a lot of teams. And I have to admit, he was a decent play caller on offense. I think offensively they're going to be worse because I don't think Billy Napier is going to install a great offense around there. Anthony Richardson has like a one-to-one touchdown interception ratio. He's a guy who's very talented but is extremely raw as a player, and I just don't think he's going to be able to score a bunch. Um, they lost a lot of people uh, in the trenches on both sides. Zachary Carter was their best player, uh, most experienced player. I think Brenton Cox is like one of the only guys that's back there on that defensive front. I'm not, Kyrie Elam was their best player on their team last year. He's gone. I'm taking Georgia to cover by about three touchdowns. I think they win by three touchdowns. Um, just because I just think that the talent gap is widening. And I think with a new coach who isn't as good of an in-game play caller, especially on offense where they're, where that's his forte, I just don't see it. Uh, I, I see Georgia covering this. You got Georgia covering. Okay. Uh, Uncle Sam brings up a good point I wanted to bring up. Uh, he says the Gators cooked the bookies last year. Good luck picking this game. So while you guys were talking right there, Ben, I looked it up. Straight up, uh, Florida last year was six and seven against the, against the spread. They were three and ten uh, against the spread at home. Three and five against the spread on the road. Zero oh and five against the spread favorite. Two and nine against the spread underdog. One and one. Uh, so yeah, you're right. Uh, ate the bookies up last year. Uh, this is a big one. Florida lost leading tackler. Uh, I cannot say his last name. It's Muhammad Diabate uh, to Utah. Mm-hmm. That could be a there could be a big loss. Uh, Stetson will run around Britton Cox for a touchdown. Cox doesn't play contained. Damn, that already happened. Cold blooded, yeah, cold blooded. Uh, University of Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee. This one, this one's tricky, boys. This yep. one's this one's yep, real yep, yep. tricky. It's at home. It's uh, they have it as a uh, minus twenty one point one. So we're gonna go minus twenty one here. Uh, Man, I do not want to go first on this one. I'm not going to take Georgia to cover this one because Tennessee's offense is is good. I still think Georgia wins the game. I'm not doubting that at all. I just think Tennessee actually is the one type of team that gives a Kirby Smart team and defense a lot of worries. Also, even when Pruitt was there, Georgia blew them out. But in the first half every year, the game was close. Like – out since like I think it was 2018 when they went to the championship for the first time when they blew them out. Since then, the game's always been close in the first half. This past year it was Georgia broke it up in the second half. I expect it to be the same way. I say Georgia wins by about 14. 
14 to 17 in that range. I don't see them covering. That's just too big of a number. Will Dickerson seems to disagree, man. He says Tennessee has a gimmick offense. Josh Skelton says uh, 41-21, so he's he's not uh, he's not covering either. So I like that score. Yeah, um, uh, Josh Heupel in the second year. I, I think he's a good coach, good offensive mind. Um, uh, you know, Hendon Hooker, good quarterback. I, I I like them keeping it within striking distance through three quarters, and then Georgia, you know, puts it away by double digits in the fourth. Uh, I think this is the first sort of scare Georgia has you're talking about you know Oregon you know getting a getting a big win early in dominating fashion and then you really don't have a quality opponent until Tennessee I expect Tennessee to be a lot better than they were a year ago and uh, not necessarily on Georgia's level but I think they're the type of team that can cause some problems uh, you know coming off of a big w- a win over Florida everybody's feeling good about themselves next thing you know it's a little close a little tight down the stretch something that Georgia hasn't been used to since you know well I guess in regular season play since Clemson uh, week one last year, I'm not going to count the, the SEC championship and national championship. So out excluding Alabama, this is, you know, Georgia's only faced uh, a tight game against Clemson. So I think for the first non Alabama game in the in two seasons, Tennessee uh, becomes that team uh, that, that kind of gives them a little scare and then they eventually pull away. They do not cover the 21. Ben's got another uh, part of the family agreeing with him. Donnie Wilkerson saying he's agreeing with him. Jeremy Neighbors, 37-21, Georgia over Tennessee. So he's on the not cover train. So uh, Baggins and Friends. Uh, yeah, Baggins and Friends says Hooker does tricks. You're right about that. Uh, Dad of 2024, Chris Darius Sr. saying 41-17. So uh, I don't know. He's saying they're covering. And uh, I'm going to go, man, this is tough because, oh, man. If I want to beat you guys, right? This is also about bragging rights. This is a game. Man, that you're I, supposed to do it based on how you feel about the game, not about man, trying to be us. Like, fair enough. Oh, 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 you're really throwing your throwing <laughs> stuff out there, man. I mean, come on, man. Fair enough. I, I wrote come down ball. I wrote down NC. I wrote down not cover. Um, this would be a great game to get both of you guys, but you're right. I can't do that. I, if I go last, I can't do that. Um, but this would be the okay. same the rest of the way and Stanford covers and I win solely off of Stanford. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's I'm, I'm going to have five kids one day. I'm sending my kids to Stanford. If that happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's what I said at the beginning of the show. I was like this, watch Stanford be the reason that, you know, we don't, we don't cover this. Uh, Jason and I don't, don't hang on. Um, Mississippi state's the next one. This is at Mississippi state minus 15.2. So I'm going to put it down for rounding reasons to minus 15. So you got to get, you got to score two touchdowns and, and a little bit of lady luck on your side to uh, cover this one. And maybe a safety gets you to 16, but you got to, you got to, you got to an extra field goal. This is a scary one for me. Mike Leach on the road scare would scare the piss out of me. Really? Minus 15 offense. Will Rogers is a good quarter sec quarterback. He's a good one. The offenses are good, are good. Their defenses always stink, and they never run the ball. Like, you never have to worry about them running the ball because that's Mike. I think, like, all of his running backs always transfer out because it's like I never get to touch the ball one time in a game. So I'm going to take Georgia to cover, but barely. Barely. I thought you were going the other way for a minute. I did, too. I did, too. Uh, ah. Yeah, you want to go oppo, old man. I know. You want to go oppo. Oppo Taco, man. Decider. 
So uh, the thing is, you said my points for me. I was waiting. Uh, I was waiting patiently over here. They don't yeah. run the ball. They're one-dimensional offense. Georgia has mm-hmm. talent. Mike Leach coach teams, when they play against the big boys, whether it's at Texas Tech, Washington State, or even Mississippi State, when they play against the, the big teams with the talent, they can't move the ball. They're one-dimensional. They don't play defense. Not Georgia really. wins big. They win big. I don't I, I don't see this being a worrisome game. Kirby's a much better all-around coach, has a better coaching staff than Mike Leach does. And I like Mike Leach in terms of uh, what he was able to do in terms of the passing game. Uh, but, I mean, come on. There's a, there's a big talent gap on, between Georgia and Mississippi State. And then when you talk about the well-rounded uh, – uh, team aspect, it, it's not even close to me. I think I think Georgia comes off a close win against Tennessee and just roll through Mississippi State. So I've got you down for a C as a cover here. Do Let's you go really quality pick, baby. Let's do wow. it. Let's do it. Let's wow. do it. At 15? Wow. Are you minus 15? You kidding me? Yeah. Oh man, this is this is this is where I love gambling so much. Because if we're talking like again, if we're talking about just Georgia against Mississippi State. This would be the most boring show that we've done all year. Every one of a, every one of these games would have been a, a win for Georgia. We could have been done in five minutes. Um, but we're talking about against the spread here. Minus 15, Jeremy Neighbors says, I'm really hoping that the young D has jailed by this point and really stifles Missouri, uh, Missouri State, Mississippi State. Um, damn. Yeah, Uncle Sam. Uncle yeah. Sam. He said it's a Q pick. He said it's a quality pick. I, Man, um, I don't I think. Have, it, I honestly, but by, by this time of the season, if it goes as I'm expecting it to go, I don't. I think. I think you're talking this game in the 20s. I really do. I don't think Mississippi State's going to be that good. I don't care about the. I think they're going to put up a bunch of empty yards. That's kind of how I feel about them. I don't know, man. Road game. They beat AM last year on the road. They're yeah, big. This is, this is whatever. Freaking Cowbell Central, man. Um, they, they could, I mean, they could be in a position right here. Let me just go because I don't want to skip over this too quick. Let me just go to Mississippi State's. Uh, let me see their schedule real quick to see what they're looking like. A uh, little, little crystal ball action here before they get to Georgia. So they've got Memphis, and that's a win. Arizona, damn, that's 11 o'clock start at Arizona at Eastern time. I wouldn't even um, put Memphis in the win category. Wow. Wow. Ah. Just saying. Uh, then they've got LSU, Bowling Green, AM, Arkansas, Kentucky, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia. Oh, shoot. That's a lot of losses going in. <laughs> oh, that's shoot. A lot of losses. Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know if they're going to lose all of them. Yeah, that's Dude. a lot of losses. Wait, where's Mississippi State play Alabama this year? Holy cow. Hold on. Listen to this slate for Mississippi State. Dear God, starting October 1, you got AM coming into Mississippi State. Then you got Arkansas coming in. Then you got to go to Kentucky. Then you got to go to Alabama. Ooh. Then you get a week off. Then you get a week off, though. Then Auburn you get Auburn. Comes. Then you get Auburn, and then Georgia comes to you. Oh man, I'm gonna say they cover right here because that is a hell of a. Where's, oh, Kentucky's on the road. That that's oh yeah, yeah. That's a that's a hell of a uh, slate for Mississippi State. The, right the there, team I, I would not want to bet this year, one way or the other, is LSU. I don't know what LSU is going to be this year. So anytime I, I see LSU on a schedule with one of these teams, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. Pick them. This is it's a pick them. 
Uncle Sam, I want you to know that is not a quality pick from me, um, but it certainly is from Jason. So I see where, I where Paul is going in this next one. I know exactly where Paul's going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul, come on. Go on, Paul. Uh, Baggins and Friends says the uh, Cowbells will leave the stadium before the fourth quarter over there in Mississippi State. Paul, where, you're worried about Cowbells, not growing your hair, buddy. Starkville. Stark Vegas, yeah, Starkville. Paul, grow uh, a pair of cowballs and, and go with your man if he's that Kentucky, guy. Kentucky. At Kentucky, it's right at minus 14. <sighs> Come on, Paul. You're going first here, buddy. Yeah, you set this one up weeks ago. <sighs> that doesn't mean – oh, man. So, Kentucky, you guys know – He's that guy, you said. I am, I am a Will Levis guy. I am a Will Levis. He's that guy. I think this could be this could be Will Levis's game to submit to the Heisman voters. <laughs> we got Will Levis. We got Will Levis Heisman. Oh, we're getting you. We're getting you a poster and a jersey. <laughs> we're getting him a jersey for sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get him. Moses. He went to Penn State. I'm gonna get him a Penn State Will Levis jersey. He's a bigger troll. <laughs> Look, this could be this could be the game that Will Levis and Bob Mark Stoops, whatever Bob Stoops, Coach Stoops. Which one is it? Mark, right? Okay, yeah. you don't know the difference there. <laughs> That's a joke. Well, you say we do this for a living. You can't tell the difference between Bob and Mark Stoops. No, come on now. Come on now. This could be the game Mark Stoops and Will Levis send to the Heisman's and say, hey. I'm gonna go. Georgia does not cover, but they win Ooh. here. Georgia does not cover, oh, the fourth oh. team, but they win. That's uh, all I'm saying. Fun story. Fun story. I bet on Georgia to cover last year, and if y'all remember, Kentucky ran that play at the very end, the little one yard. Uh, what's the, what's the dude's name? Wandale Robinson. Was it Wandale yeah. Robinson? Uh, he was on that team, yeah. He got. Oh, was he the one who got the touchdown? I don't think he was the one who got. The, was it whoever it was? I can't, I can't remember anything these days. And they also blocked the extra point. Oh, dude, that was like total bummer. So uh, these games are have been close. Kentucky, for whatever reason, plays Georgia really close. Uh, I like I like Georgia. I I, I actually like Georgia to, to cover Oof. the fourteen. The fourteen. It's two if touchdowns. Bet a push. I would bet a push. Because yeah, 14 can't. is like exactly where I think Georgia wins by two touchdowns. Here's the thing, though. In big See, games, but, but Georgia four, always wins by double digits. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Georgia because also Will Levis is overrated. He's a fraud. Stetson Bennett will be higher on the Heisman total than Will Levis, who is mm. an unproven commodity. 100%. He's not a first-round pick. They're like, oh, he stood in there against Georgia, Paul. He stood in there. When Jalen Carter kept killing him every single play, that was the Jalen Carter game. Jalen Carter might score more touchdowns than Will Levis in this game, Paul. For that reason, <laughs> Georgia covers. <laughs> I, love I love it. I love uh, it. Donnie says, dog cat fight. Careful here. Not. Dogs cover this one after a tough road game with Mississippi State. That was a good one, Ben. Uh, like a B plus. B plus right there, Jalen Carter getting more touchdowns. Yeah, hey, you've, you've gotten a lot of C's, so I'm getting better grades. Uh, five wide Bravo, 38-20 right here. That'd be an 18-point cover. And then we wrap it up, guys. Oh, boy. Georgia Tech. This yeah. one's at home. Uh, minus 
32. Minus 32. Ooh. Quality oh, pick here on Georgia. This, yeah. this is easy quality pick. This line's going to go up. Tech is, is a Waffle House. I mean, they're basically glorified men for Waffle House. I mean, last year's game was a joke. This is a – I have a CDP. Didn't Jamar Gibbs transfer to Alabama? Like, I can't yeah, even yeah. – I, I don't even think I know any players on Tech if Jeff Sims is still there. I think he Jeff entered the Sims portal, but he was stuck having to go back. I'm sorry. Tech is, is, is a laughing stock. There's no way this line stays the same. Maybe I change my answer when the line goes up a lot, but as currently constructed, this is quality pick Georgia. There's just there's no chance. Jeff Collins's last hurrah is Georgia Tech's head coach. Oh, game! I don't even know if he's going to be the head coach that game. I, I they'll, they'll I think they'll let him go through the year, but that's that's it. Um, they I saw I think it's Caesars has Georgia Tech's win total uh, over under like three and a half, and I I was laughing so hard. It's uh, it, it's it really is. It's a rinky dink program. Everything about Georgia Tech is a, a laughing stock. And y'all know me, man. I think I think Jeff Collins is like in a, a disgrace to college football in terms of uh, what he brings and all the gimmicks and all the sideshow crap. I mean, come everything. <laughs> anybody who has to come in and try to sell other stuff than actual f- football usually fails, and that's what you're seeing with this clown. Georgia covers another quality pick on my books. I'm I'm just throwing out quality picks like it's candy at this point. But uh, Georgia, they, they steamroll Tech, and then Jeff Collins is no longer the coach at at the Rinky Dink program up up on North Avenue. Oh boy, let's get to some uh, family picks here. Josh Skelton, forty-five to seven. Paul Georgia. says he knows a Tech fan. I, I do know. A, I, I do know a Tech fan. One of my good buddies growing up. Uh, I didn't know they existed anymore. He's done. Yeah, he's done. uh, He's done with the the current administration. Sad game for Georgia Tech. Donnie Wilkerson says easy cover by half. You might be right. Uh, Baggins and friends UGA will cover Tech like a blanket. Jeremy Neighbors, 52 14 dogs. I think you're giving, I think you're giving Georgia Tech 11 more points than they probably should get, Jeremy. Uh, It'll be like Georgia Tech equals Vandy. Yeah, pretty close. Vandy might be Uh, better. 52 to 7, Scott says. I'm going cover here. There's no way in hell this line stays at 32. Uh, cover quality pick. We all we've all have that as a cover quality pick uh, to wrap it up. This is a good one, though. Uncle Sam obviously knows his betting stuff. He says UGA covers if a loss has occurred against Tennessee. He's talking about he's talking about Kentucky here. Uh, if not, Kentucky covers the spread. So he says UGA covers if a loss happens against Tennessee for Georgia. If not, Kentucky covers the spread. So appreciate that, Uncle Sam. You know your stuff. Man, that was fun, guys. So what I'll do is I will take a picture of this, send it to both of you guys. I'll try to keep a hard copy in the office. Who knows? It might get thrown away. But we'll have this. Just to recap, though, uh, let's see. How many games do we have different? One. Not many. We have two, two. games that are different. We have two games that are different. Uh, and those two games, as it stands right now, and we can adjust this if the lines go crazy opposite of what these lines are that we have here. Uh, we can look at it again. You know, we can make a best two out of three. Uh, if two so, of us don't change it, then we'll we can change it. Paul, it seems like I went on Georgia with Sanford. You went on Kentucky. Yes, in that game. And then Jason threw a bunch of quality picks compared to us. So that's basically yeah. the rundown. Everything else is Georgia covering. Yeah, that's Jason. Basically the whole rundown. 
Jason went not uh, no cover against Samford and no cover against Tennessee. He's got quality picks for one, two, three, four, five games this year for Georgia. Um, yeah, I'm about to. I, I could be losing a lot of money. It looks like I'm saying so if, jo- so oh. if Georgia covers Samford and they cover against Kentucky, I just win this whole thing. I just need those two games. I win the whole damn thing. Yeah, see, see, nice. see. Had we had we known this before, Jason might not have done this, and we can't implement it now. Quality. I feel, I feel even. Be- I feel even better now. Actually, this <laughs> really? is great. Yeah, do I you feel want- even better. Hold on. Yeah. Do you want? I, I don't know what my quality picks are. So your quality picks been are Vandy and Georgia Tech and South Carolina. Uh, South Carolina, you did not put as a quality pick. Okay. Because Jason put like five on there, so he. Yeah, so, so yeah. Uncle Sam says Jason would uh, win big or lose big. Go and big or go home. That's all. No, I'm we're gonna keep it like that. this. We didn't know that going into it. I think that could have changed some of our quality picks. Yeah, too. I would have had to go quality. I would have had to have add, added a couple more because I've got let's see one two. I've only got three, so Ben's only got two. It's not fair. It's not fair to change it up now. How many uh, does Jason have one on like at least every other game? Yeah, so he goes. Oh, that through, sounds right. Yeah. So Jason has a quality pick on Oregon. Then uh, he goes through a stretch where he doesn't, and then he gets one from Mizzou. No against Auburn. Yes against Vandy. No against Florida. No against Tennessee. Yes against Mississippi State. Yeah. No against Kentucky. And yes against Georgia Tech. He's got quality picks uh, littered yeah. throughout the second half of the season. Love it. I actually I love it. And you can, when you say it, it may makes I'm even happy. <laughs> He's, got He's got them littered. He's got them littered. Uh, before we go, guys, I want to get into Heisman. Uh, I had this pulled up, but I went away from it. Heisman odds, and we'll wrap up the show. Guys, next week we'll be talking about actual real Georgia football, guys putting on you know, tops and pads and helmets and everything like that. Uh, Donnie says, uh, awesome show, guys. Enjoy it. Have a wonderful week. You too, man. Uh, Uncle Sam said, your money or pride, what's worth more? I don't know. I don't know. So, guys, here's the – here's how far down do you want me to go on this list of Heisman guys here? I'll just go as far are as you want. This, Paul, okay. are we doing this on who we think's winning the Heisman or just where we think could be a good money? Let's let's do both. Let's do All both. right, let's do both because I would go different ways depending on how you did this. Let's, let's do both. So what I'll do mm. is I will, uh, I will pull this up uh, on the stream in one second. And let you guys look at it with me. Before we do that, though, got a shout out. Rogueshop.com, where you can get the best Delta 8, Delta 9, HHC gummies. You can find their big supporters of the UGA Sports.com website and YouTube page. We've got everything you need over here, guys. The guy that runs it's awesome. Uh, they'll take good care of you. I don't need any help right now. I don't have a quick question. But they will uh, give you some vape carts, get some Delta 8 gummies, get you some sleep gummies. They'll take care of you guys. Uh, so head over to Rogue Shop. See it up there, rogueshop.com. They'll take good care of you. Really good friends of the show. Uh, let me pull up this real quick, and we will get it going. Stop sharing the stream. Let's share this one. Chrome tab, Heisman Trophy odds. There we go. C.J. Stroud, plus 250. Bryce Young, plus 350. Caleb Williams, plus 700. Then we start going crazy with it. 
plus 2,000 for Bijan Robinson, Will Anderson, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, plus 2,500. I guess we can probably stop there. Who do you have winning the Heisman? I'm going to write it down here, too. Oh, Lord of mercy. Yeah. This is like this is this is uh this could be the tiebreaker if, if things go south. Um although I don't think there's any way we could have a tie, but I'm gonna go CJ Stroud. I Stroud. hate it. I hate I hate going with the favorite. I mean you look you look down the list and I'm it's just it's just silly. I mean by the way, how is Kendall Milton getting plus ten thousand and then Stetson Bennett behind him at plus twelve thousand five hundred? What do you see? Oh, I'm looking at I'm looking at a different list, but it might it might be the same. Oh, no, they're, they're, is he they, ten thousand? They, have, they have, yeah. have Kendall Milton playing for Florida State though. On the <laughs> uh, well, so maybe that's why. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they know something we don't. Maybe they know something we don't. Uh, Jason McClellan, he's like the backup running back for Alabama. Man, Will Levis at plus five thousand. Wow. Uh, anyways, Spencer ben, Rattler that high? Oh, Ben, who you got? If we're just going straight, who's winning the Heisman? I'm taking Shroud for this reason. Uh, there's never been a two-time Heisman winner. I'm not buying USC. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, Archie Griffin. Archie Griffin. No, no, quarterback. quarterback. Two-time quarterback. Heisman okay. okay. Quarterback. I got you. I got you. To clarify. Um, and also, C.J. Stroud's playing in the Big Ten. They're just not as talented. If his O-line holds up, he'll be able to consistently put up more numbers because Bryce Young is going to have to play probably Georgia in the SEC title game. And some of the SEC defenses are more talented and better. Now, if he dominates them at such high numbers that, given the competition, it might help him. So that could go either way. But I'm going to go CJ because he has better receivers. He's playing in the Big Ten, which people still respect, but the competition's lower. So I think he wins the Heisman. Now, if I had to go a money pick, I was going to actually consider Dylan Gabriel, but plus 3,000 is actually a bit high. Um. I'm, I'm torn here. I think, you know what? I might go back to the Ohio State well and say Travian Henderson because I really do like him. I think he he's a top three running back in college football. And I think he's a guy who can rack up both yards in the pass and run game. He could be a guy who just explodes for yardage. And I think Bijan Robinson, I'm not sold on Texas. So I think he's the best running back on an elite team. And I just think that one of these years, a running back is going to win the Heisman again, and he can literally do it from both the pass and run game. So he can rack up uh, touchdowns. So I'm going double Buckeyes here. What I hate about this list is um, that Will Anderson, to me, is the best player, and just just across the board in terms of just yeah. football player. You guys and, haven't let me do my pick yet. Well, I'm sorry. I just wanted to throw that out there that, like, there was a year. Which year was it? That when, when I it, when I was a Heisman voter, I I voted like Zach Cunningham as my second uh, huh. uh, my, my runner up. And who who was the uh, the dominant player? I can't even remember who it was. Uh, that was it, 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 it Suggs. Oh no, damn man, I'm not that old. It was it was the year Baker was it the year Baker won? I think it was the year Baker won. I didn't I just didn't like, which is funny because I think Lamar was that same year also. Um, the year Baker won was probably Roquan. <sighs> Yes, I had Roquan. I think it was uh, who did I have one then? I had Zach. I had Zach Cunningham and Roquan Smith in my top three. Yeah, I was all about. I was all about defense that year, which they should. Defensive players should be in consideration for the Heisman way more than they are. Um, Will Anderson's the best player in college football. I actually have a very, 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 very small wager on Stetson Bennett, given that he's plus twelve freaking thousand five hundred 
if if he puts up 3,800 passing yards and keeps the interceptions low, you never know. I'm just saying. And Georgia's and Georgia's going to the national championship. You never know. So I've got for mine. You guys both took C.J. Stroud. I'm not going to do that. I, I think that he probably does. Uh, Will Anderson is my not sleeper. Not sleeper. I think that's very good value. Plus 2,000. He's the best player in college football, hands down. Uh, and as far as sleeper, I think you could maybe get some value out of Jameer Gibbs at plus 4,500, depending on how they use him at Bama. Uh, but the guy, oh. under, the guy underneath him. No, I'm just kidding. I, I was going to say, Paul, that's not your pick. So you have Will Anderson winning the whole thing, right? No. Yeah, I have Will Anderson being my legit pick. Ooh. Um I just think that it's rigged against defensive players. Otherwise, it's I totally rigged. It's, and it's bullshit. I mean, um, it's ridiculous. Paul, you you're setting what? yourself up to get rigged, even though you probably would deserve to win it. Um, you, you know yeah. what? Man, I'm going to go Jameer Gibbs as my sleeper. Mm. Plus 4,500 for Bama's go-to running back. Um, I'm, I'm going Jameer Gibbs. I'm, I'm not afraid of that. I'm not afraid of that. They're going to be a good team. Uh, he could put up yeah. big yards. Yeah, I like it. I like it. You have three teams, I feel like, that are going to have the Heisman winner because right. unless you have another team that gets into that playoff conversation, that is that person's putting up crazy numbers. I mean, that's just the way – that's just where we are right now in college football. So, I don't, I don't right. think that's a bad pick at all. If a Georgia guy won the Heisman, honestly, this may come as a shocker. If a guy did, because it's not going to be defensive player, just because of how the system is, I think it might be Kenny McIntosh. If if a Georgia player did find a way, because it's running backs and he does, I think PFF grade him out as the best pass catching running back returning to college football. And obviously, we know he can run too between the tackles. If a Georgia player did win the Heisman, I would bet on McIntosh, and I bet he's nowhere near here, so his value would be absurd. So if you wanted to bet a Georgia player just for the sake of it, that's who I would take. But I don't think he's a sleeper or would be my pick, obviously. But if I had to pick one, I would pick Kenny Mack. Well, you got you got Trayvon Henderson as your sleeper. Jason, we still need yeah. your dark horse. I'm a dark horse. I'm rolling with Stetson, man. Okay. he's yeah. a. I mean, that's the definition of a dark horse. You're right. You're I mean, right. and he's on a team that, you know, has a chance to be there in, in uh, January. So um, if, if, if they get if they get in the playoff and he's put up numbers, they win the SEC championship for that matter. Um, and he's put up some numbers and hasn't made, uh, hasn't gone double digits interceptions or at least deep into double digits in interceptions. I mean, he's got it. He's got a much better chance than freaking. I mean, uh, there's so many guys, Dorian Thompson Robinson. I mean, get out of here. <laughs> I mean, AJ Jefferson. I mean, he's good. Get out of here. Bo Nix, get out of here. Malik Cunningham, get out of here. I mean, honestly, Will Levis. I'm sorry, Paul. Get out of here. Yeah, get him out. Anthony Richardson plus five thousand. Are you freaking kidding me? Get out of here! Just get out of here. Out of here, man. Out of here, Paul. <laughs> Will Levis fan club. With that being, I'm not. I'm not predicting. Paul. I'm not predicting him. He is. He is the like of all. Like, if you were ever to have a a dark horse definition or example, like he is. He is that. Like right there in Webster's dictionary, whatever you want to say, like there's Stetson Bennett right there. Paul, if yep. there's a way to find this, I think Stetson might have the worst odds for a Georgia quarterback in preseason to win a Heisman. I can think of in a long time, and he just won a national championship, which is the weirdest thing for me to think of. 
You Anthony Richardson. Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm was top ten like every year in yeah. Heisman yeah. odds when Guys, he was on the list. Jacob Eastman was top Even 10. Even is plus five thousand. Like, are you kidding? Justin <laughs> Fields as a backup had better odds than probably Stetson Bennett did when Justin Fields was a backup at Georgia, and Stetson just won a national championship, which goes to show. Maybe Jason does a point there. The odds are so damn good for a national championship winning quarterback. His odds are that damn low. He's like 20 something for quarterbacks. How I mean, the hell is that a thing? Like, look, 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 look. Will Shipley plus 10,000. Setson Bennett plus 10,000. Guess who's plus 7,000, though, guys? I'm trying to look. Who is it? I don't, I'm not. JT Daniels. Oh, JT. JT West Virginia. <laughs> Yeah, and Stetson Bennett ended up beating him out midseason, and he's getting better odds than him. I mean, wow. and he's on, a team that, he's on a team that might win what seven games, eight games. Wow, that's a that is a yeah. You're right, Jason. Put a little. You guys just sprinkle a little bit uh, on plus ten thousand Stetson Bennett when you hit up your local uh, sports betting website or casino. I mean, plus ten thousand. That's 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 pretty good. Uh, so let's see. Darius Smith's dad says, Stead for Heisman, Brex, Brock breaks all the tight end records. So uh, we appreciate it so much, guys. Next week we'll be talking some real football with you guys and talking about maybe those middle linebackers for Georgia, who's in the rotation, what's that defensive line looking like, what's that O-line looking like, who's stepping up at wide receiver besides the guys that we already know. A lot of fun stuff coming down the pipe. And uh, we appreciate you guys having a fun little show with us. We'll keep this and we will read through this throughout the year. We'll take uh, wins and losses on that and uh, go from there. Guys, again, we appreciate you so much for stopping in. We'll see you next week. This is the UGA Sports Call-In Show presented by Paul Meharry, Ben Choppy Bachman, and Jason But Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you soon.